Thanks for listening to the Revival Today podcast with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth. To stay connected, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or online at revivaltoday.com. Now, here's evangelist Jonathan. This week I'm doing five parts on how to have uh, how to turn your your internet broadcast into a million dollar entity with global reach, I think is what I titled it, or global impact. Because that's what happened with us in the last four years, really. I started with just my phone near the beach, like I am now. I was in Barbados when, we, when I did my first broadcast from the phone. And now um, it turned into what it is. You know, our TV, our TV pretty much flowed out of our internet broadcast. And then from things we've said on our broadcast, we've made international news. So uh, there's the global impact part. And, and we're cutting out on here. You'd like to send me an article, how can you do that? Send it, on, uh, send it to me on Instagram. I'm not hard to find. If you Google my name, you can, you can find me on social media and I answer my own social media. Um, so today if you haven't watched the last two parts take time and watch that hey Deborah and um, they're very it's very important so we did the introduction then yesterday we did what your actual broadcast needs to have to be something that gains viewers and listeners and then today I'm going to deal with how, what practical steps, I guess you could title it that if you're taking notes, seven practical, I wonder, I wonder if people even like, people must not pay attention. I'll be in Tampa again. I'm in, I'm in Tampa right now. I've been there all week, every night. I just had a guy write me on Twitter. He said, when are you going to start preaching again? All I see on YouTube is political things. I've been preaching every night for the last four weeks live. You know, when are you gonna be in Tampa again? Look, if you ever wanna know when, where I'm gonna be, all that stuff, I don't keep it a secret. It's on revivaltoday.com, my schedule, all that stuff. How can, I, how can I send an article to you? All my contact information's on my website. That wasn't me going on a plane. I'm nowhere in that picture. It's my wife and daughter who went on a plane and, and joined me here. Um, anyway, I'm glad you've enjoyed the, the thing. Now we're going to get into the part that probably nobody will ever talk to you about, which is the practical things that cause your broadcast to produce money. So I'm going to give you seven. Let's start. Number one, um, let me take this stupid lid off my coconut latte because it's leaking. I've already had to change sh- shirts once. I'm going to go through more wardrobe changes than Vanna White for the end of this broadcast. I don't get rid of this lid. Thanks, Maria. Spring, Texas. Good to see you. All right. Ready? If I have time at the end, I'm gonna take, um, I'll take questions. What did I say? Somebody say what, what I said I was gonna title it. Seven thoughts, 
seven practical steps to cause your broadcast to, to produce revenue? Maybe we'll go with that. Seven practical steps. So let's go with them. Number one, the concept. The concept of your broadcast producing money. Here's what to understand. People naturally give when you've impacted them. Hey, Pat, when you impact people, they give. And I'm not even just talking about spiritual impact. If you make people laugh, they give. There's a guy's podcast that I listen to that's a comedian. It's totally viewer supported. He hasn't even been going out on the road that much. Because people give primarily because he makes them laugh. He's not a Christian. And he basically does the same thing as an offering on his program. So understand that when you, when you provide a service to someone, or you provide, you add value to somebody's life, they give. And then I would say, and I'm not trying to sound harsh, but when, you know, when people see that somebody's broadcast makes money, they say, well, how can mine make money? I don't really think that's the first question to ask. The first question to ask is, is your broadcast adding value to people's life where they would want to give? Because if, you know, if no one's asking, how can we give? I'd really like to give to you. Um, is there a way we can support the, your, your, what you're doing? You're probably not doing anything that, that adds any value to their life. If you didn't watch yesterday's broadcast part two, you need to watch it because I deal with the four things that a broadcast has to have. And the less of any of the four that it has, the more it needs to have of another. So your broadcast either needs to be funny, anointed, interesting, or have unique content or unique information. For example, if I don't, if, if I am a researcher from Stanford University and I'm studying COVID and I've just found a way to treat COVID-19 and I break that information to you, you need help with it? Here, take this one real quick. Say hi to the people and then I'm gonna open Hi. I have to drink it. Don't Now I will say. Okay. You just open this? Thank you, strong muscle boy. So. If I'm a researcher from Stanford and I found a treatment for COVID-19 and I'm presenting my research to you on my broadcast, I don't need to be funny, I don't need to be interesting, and I don't need to be anointed. The fact that I have, I'm breaking news about COVID-19 and how to treat it makes my broadcast, I would have thousands if not tens of thousands of people watching at a time and probably my, my thing would go to two million views by the end of the day without me being funny or anointed or anything. So that's unique information. You, if you're anointed, people get healed. People can feel the presence of God when you broadcast. Um, if you don't have either of those things, then you need to be funny. Humor adds to people's lives. Most people don't have anybody that makes them laugh or makes them smile in the course of a day. And then uh, if you don't have any of those things, you need to be interesting. You need to, you need to be talking about a subject that interests people 
and presenting something about it that's unique content that people can't get anywhere else. You know, there's a lot of people that do business podcasts or business um, videos, but they're, all they're doing is quoting Warren Buffett and Elon Musk. Well, if I want to know what Warren Buffett and Elon Musk have to say, I can watch them. I, c- I can subscribe to their stuff. So you really need to, before you ask yourself any of the money questions, you need to ask yourself, are you providing a service with your broadcast that adds value to people's lives in one of those four areas that they can't really get somewhere else? If you're not, it won't matter that you have 4K cameras and a cool studio setup and a nice microphone and all that. It's just gonna be a crappy broadcast filmed in 4K with really good audio. And I, I, again, go back and watch the other two parts because I deal with this in depth, but people worry, people concern themselves with the wrong things. You know, they wanna get the newest camera, they wanna get the newest microphone, they wanna get the newest studio and all that and set up, but that's 10%. I would say it's a little higher than 10%. Like for example, if you're gonna do something like check the news, you, you, need, to, you need to have a credible setup or people you just look like a, a lunatic. So a studio helps if you're dealing with the news or politics or something like that. But really 90% is gonna be, is you. Yeah, Shanette put one of my quotes up from the other two. Um, don't be an echo, be a voice. You need to have unique content. So number one, understand the concept. People give when you've impacted them. And I've given you the four ways that, you're gonna, that you impact people. And then number two, understand that people love to help, particularly Americans. Americans love to help. How many times do you go on Facebook and there's a GoFundMe up for somebody that has hospital bills or somebody that can't afford to pay for a funeral or somebody, a single mother that needs a car to get to work because hers was stolen? Money comes in right away. People raise three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in in forty eight hours. Um, people like to help, and Americans in particular love to help. I know in church, I think thirty seven percent of all the money that comes in for world missions is given by Americans. So, so you have to dispel the thought that when you're doing a podcast or a broadcast, you you having a monetization. Um, mechanism for it is something that you're like forcing on the public that really people don't want to do. People people naturally give to things that help them or that add value to their life and pe- people are looking for things to give to. So that's the concept. Number two, which kind of expounds on number one, you have to deal with getting over the fear of, I don't know whether you want to say appealing for finances, asking for money is probably like a harsh way to say it. But um, if you seem like you're timid about it or you're not even comfortable and you just apologize for it, it's gonna cut down on the giving. Because if it doesn't seem important to you, why should it be important to anyone else? So I think a lot of times when people start their broadcast, it's, it's like you have this view that there's a single mother who can't afford to feed her children and you're asking her to give her last $10 to your um, broadcast. But like Alex just put up, 
There's there's teenagers and kids on Twitch that show you how to beat a video game and make hundreds of thousands of dollars by donations. People give because they're thankful that you you showed them how to beat a video game. Uh, I mentioned that comedian that I watch. People give to him. There's a guy I watch in the morning um, who's a multimillionaire. People give to him. He doesn't need anything. He's doing his program from, from like a mansion and doesn't even make a big deal about money. And you got people that probably have a thousand times less his net worth that give because pe- people like to help and people like to give. The guy that owns Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy. People, I don't know if you've seen him, Dave Portnoy from Barstool St- Sports. People run gifts to him. Every time he comes home, he said he has like a, a mound of gifts on, on his front door because people enjoy his program. So pe- people send him pizzas to taste test. They all, send him all kinds of stuff. And he's very rich, you know, probably eight, eight, eight figure, uh, nine figure net worth. At least eight, I would think. So get over like, because I know what that feels like. I went into my testimony yesterday. I felt the Lord speak to me that there's people who would like to give to your ministry, but they live in other countries or they're, they're in states that you've never gone to and they've been impacted by you. Hey, I'll open that for you. Um, and they would like to give. Well, I remember how I felt doing that. Here. Are you that? Good job. Yeah, Priscilla said, I feel scared to ask people. Don't. You know, because again, it's not like you're shaming people. Say like, how dare the 20 of you that are watching right now watch this and not give anything. Don't you know I have needs too? You're not doing that. You're simply providing people an opportunity to do what many of them want to do. It's in the nature of a, of a person to do something to bless someone who they like. So all you're doing when it comes to the specific topic of monetization on your broadcast is you're providing a channel for people to do what they already want to do because if they don't want to do it, they don't have to. You're not, you're not pressuring people to do it. That doesn't, you know, that doesn't work anyway. You're giving people an opportunity to do what's in the heart of people to do. And people give to all kinds of people, video gamers, you know, just comedians, rich people that provide investment advice. So that, that's all you're doing. Um, number three, we've dealt with this at length. Actually, we've dealt with the whole thing. Number three, what value does your broadcast add to someone's life that produces giving? As hard as it is to confront this, if no money's coming in from what you do, then what you're doing is not providing value to people's life. Because people give when they're impacted. People don't give to need. Actually, one of the, one of the least ways, one of the lowest ways to, to produce revenue for whatever you're doing is to tell people, listen, we really need help. Um, as you know, I've quit my job to start doing this broadcast and we don't have any money. Pe- people are repelled by that. So people give because you have a need. And if, uh, for the Christians that are watching, this will be the opposite of everything you've been taught. Because 
Christians, for some reason, think people give because they've had a need, like a worthwhile need presented to them. That's not how it works. In the Bible, people, people gave when they were impacted. So again, what's the four? Somebody write it in the comments. What's the four things or a combination of the four things that, that a broadcast has to have? Alex said the Queen of Sheba gave to Solomon. Solomon had no... Yeah, he was the richest man on earth. Um, hey, Pastor David. Good to see you. So the four things that your broadcast has to have, it doesn't have to have all four, but any one of these four that it doesn't have or that it only has a little bit of, it needs to make up for it on another one. It has to be either funny, unique information, anointed, or interesting. Funny, unique information, anointed, or interesting. Those are the four. What value does your broadcast add to someone's life that produces giving? So again, if, if, if there's no money coming in from what you're doing, most people say, man, how can I get more people to give more? That's the wrong question. How can I make my broadcast better? What service am I offering to people? People don't owe me anything. People don't owe you anything. They worked hard for their money. They spent time away from their family uh, to, get, to, to, to get the money that, that they have. So for them to part with it, let me tell you, you're never going to do well if you feel entitled. That's for anything. If you feel entitled to what people have, you're doing everything backwards. What, what am I providing for people? I'm in the ministry. And I would say churches that don't have much money, that's, that's their thing. They're like, you know, man, would you come to our church and teach our people on giving? It wouldn't matter who taught your people on giving. As long as your services suck, no one's going to give. The teaching on giving in the Bible isn't to, make, isn't to try to like guilt people into, into giving. On the flip side, when you impact people, people give. You can read that in the Bible in Luke 8, 1 to 3. There were women that were impacted by Jesus' ministry, and they gave. And if money doesn't come in for something, maybe people aren't interested in it. a smoother broadcast now you know and it's a, it's a hard thing to come to grips with that maybe the thing that you uh, have in your heart to do just isn't interesting to people you know Jonathan we're raising money for a trip we want to go to Brazil and just climb to the top of the highest mountain and sing prophetic worship songs over the city um, and release the incense of worship and, and that fragrance into the spiritual atmosphere, but we're just having trouble getting people to give. Maybe because people think that's stupid. 
because I'm a Christian and I think it's stupid. So, you know, are you chasing something that nobody cares about? Are you trying to get people interested in something that nobody cares about? If there's a lack of money coming in, the first thing to address is, why would anyone want to give to what I'm doing in the first place? What am I providing that helps, that like gives tangible help to people or provides value to their life or provides a service that they can't get anywhere else? You know, again, why did Check the News grow? Check the News grew because I provided a service to people. I've read a lot of stuff and then sort out what happened today in America and in the nations of the world in in an organized thing. So you don't have to like sift around and you don't have to be afraid and read fearful things. I did it for you. So it helps people. And so and so they respond, they watch many people give. Don't. If there's no money, the question, it's, it's not a time to say like, man, what do I need to do to get people to give? Address what you're doing. The quality of your broadcast. That's the most important thing. Um, number four. Now let's get into the actual giving stuff now that we've addressed that. Number four. You must remove the hurdles to giving. Okay. Now that you have a program or a podcast or a broadcast that um, is a good broadcast and people want to give and it does something, it solves a problem for someone like John just put in the comments. Now, you need to, it's up to you to remove. (laughs) Thanks, Andrea. I appreciate that. It's up to you to remove the hurdles for people to give. So what do I mean by that? Any hurdle between somebody feeling like giving and them actually giving is gonna cut your giving down by about 90%. So, you ever notice like on, this this is a little bit off topic, but it gets the point across. You ever seen anybody run something on Instagram like our church is raising money to send our teenagers to summer camp. Um, please please go to our Facebook page and click the link, or please, our link is in the bio. The fact that they have to log out of the thing that they're in and go to another thing, you're gonna lose 90% plus, even of people who felt like giving. People are generally lazy, and especially when it comes, any anything that's a hurdle between y- y- you and them giving you money is going to cut down on the uh, is going to cut down on the giving. So there can't be hurdles. You can't say like, okay, listen, like let's sound this broadcast. Okay, listen, um, if you would, um, when I finish, send me your email. My email is, and I tell you mine. And like you know, and I'm, I'm giving you like number one, you have to log out. Number two, you have to log into your email. Number three, you have to write down my email. Number four, you have to type it in correctly and email me and then I'll email you back the link to give. I mean, there can't be anything more than one click. So if you've noticed, 
the thing the thing that we started using I think we were one of the first people to use it I found um, the lady that founded uh, hashtag donate and I read about her online and we got set up with hashtag donate so you're already on Facebook you're already on Facebook and you type hashtag donate in the comments and it kicks the thing up and it's one click and you're in. So it needs to be like that. And then if, if you're not a nonprofit, you can't use hashtag donate, but you can, you know, in the title, like if I said right now, in my title, there's a hyperlink to my Venmo account or there's a hyperlink to Cash App. Well, at least they can still get there off of what they're on right now. Or I could have it in my pinned comments, the link. Um, like I'll, I'll do it right now, assuming I can do it. Okay, I di it didn't work. Or at least it doesn't for me. But if I, if I can pin a comment with the website, then people can do it without ever leaving here. So, yes, we do. We we do have people give on revivaltoday.com. Give now. They they log out and do it. PayPal, because one of the things with giving is it's and this is a general statement. It's futile to try to get people to move platforms. People have something they like doing in a way they like doing it. So you want to accommodate them. Some people, they give by writing checks. So we have a way for people to do that. Other people, they're not interested. Hashtag donate confuses them. So we have another way for them. Some people like to give Bitcoin. So we have a way that that's set up. But I, what I'm trying to say is like people have a way they like to give. Like for me personally... I don't even know how to log into my bank account. Like if Adonis wanted to run off on me and f take all the money, she could do it. I don't even know like where we have our bank account set up. Adonis runs everything. So when I give, I give on Cash App because that's what I use. So if someone only had a way for me to give by wire transfer or PayPal, I don't know my PayPal account. I don't know my password. So don't get married to one kind of giving because People all have a way that they like to give. So you want to accommodate as many of those ways as possible. And you can put them all in one comment. You can put them all. I don't know if you could have a link that takes people to a giving page you set up on your website. But you need to, you need to bear those two things in mind. You need to have a way for people to give where they don't really have to leave your broadcast. It's in the YouTube title or it's in your Facebook title. Um, you need to have a way for people to give where they don't have to do a bunch of clicks or look for something or email me and I'll email you back. They don't have to mail, mail it in only. But then, and then on the second side, you need to accommodate as many different ways of giving as possible. Because one of, one, of the, one of the traps you fall into is you set things up for people who like things the way you like things, but not everybody likes the, the way you do things. So it's like, for example, a lot of people are on Facebook because they like being on Facebook and they're not on Twitter because they don't like Twitter. 
So they're missing out. It's not all the same people on Facebook and Twitter. It's all different audiences. So because you chose not to be on Twitter, or you say, I hate Facebook. I hate Facebook too. I don't even have a personal Facebook account. But I get when it comes to a live broadcast, Facebook outperforms everything as far as instant viewers. Long term, YouTube, YouTube does. So if I want to pop on live with my phone, for me, nothing does better than Facebook Live, even though I don't like Facebook. So don't be like, you use PayPal, so you have everybody give by PayPal. Accommodate all people that are Venmo only, PayPal only, mail-in checks, give by text, cash app, have it all available. Take the time to set it up because people have their way that they like to give. So instead of trying to make people, I mean, look, look how many, how many givers do you think you're going to lose if you say, um, okay, listen, um, we, we accept money by Venmo only. And then you have a bunch of people in the comments. What's Venmo? We don't know what Venmo is. Um, go to Venmo.com, set up an account. And then my name on Venmo is you're, you're going to lose 90% of people. People have their thing that they already have set up. Like in the comments, I would be interested to see what everybody's preferred way of giving is. It'll be a little bit of like an informal poll. For me, it's Cash App. I don't know what my wife prefers. I like Cash App because it's the, to me it's the easiest and, the, and it's also, um, it, it almost feels like you're not even giving any money. It feels like it's like video game money or something. Eric said Cash App, Natalie Cash App. Oh, Cash App's pretty popular. But again, remember, website, more Cash App. Remember that um, Cash App is only in America, as far as I know. So you're gonna have people watching from all over the world. You do need to have a way for, for global people to give, PayPal. Vera prefers snail mail, which a lot of people do. So you need, you need to accommodate as many as you can and then pay attention to trends. When new things come out, utilize them. Yeah, Eric said no fees on Cash App. That's true, Cash App is better. But then I'll tell you a problem with Cash App is um, you don't get any information from the people that give. So if you want to send them a thank you gift or if you promise the thank you gift, to people who gave you, you really can't do it. Um, so remove all hurdles to giving. If you have a thing to give on your website, it needs to be visible as soon as somebody comes on your website. Anything where people have to scroll to the bottom or click, you're gonna, again, you're gonna lose like 80 to 90% of people. Have all the stuff up front. No, no second steps. Number five, explore the idea of corporate sponsorship. You think, well, I'm just getting started, you know? What, what, what corporation or business is gonna wanna 
sponsor my, my program or have me do a read on my podcast or whatever. Well, look, if there's companies that are willing to pay money to have a, a, a block of the outfield wall at a single A Major League Baseball park where the attendance is probably 80 people a night, you're reaching more than 80 people. So just be open to it. Don't rule out corporate sponsorship. There's a businessman that likes your thing. Have something set up where if, 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 if the company, uh, if you have a company that sponsors your broadcast, you do a read in the beginning or you on the video you feature their, their information first. This podcast brought to you by Joe and Mike's Roofing Company. Joe and Mike's Roofing for all your roofing needs in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Our thanks to Joe and Mike's Roofing for sponsoring the Trenderlene Burrell podcast or whatever. whatever. But just ha- have something for it. Don't ever have it where somebody approaches you to help you. Like, hey, listen, I have a company I would love to advertise on your podcast. Um, what can I do? Oh, you know what? I never thought of that. Have something. Have something prepared. Number six, very important. There's a principle in the Bible, and it works in life. You need to have, um, you need to have a thank you system for people who give or companies who give. Whatever you, whatever you do to say thank you. It's not so much what you give or how expensive the thing is. It's the fact that you take time to have gratitude for people who have given to you. It's not scriptural. It's not biblical. For people to do something to help you and you not thank them. And one of the reasons a lot of people fail is instead of having a, a, an ad, I hate to say an attitude of gratitude, but I don't know how to say it. Instead of having an attitude of gratitude, they have an attitude of entitlement. Not only do they not thank the people who give, but they're mad at other people who haven't given. Did you know my aunt watches every day? She's never sent anything in three, you know, no one has to send you anything. So don't have an entitlement mentality. And, you know, because actually it'll, it'll help you personally. It, it's bad. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs, it's not good for a man to sit around and think about wrongs that have been done to him or debts that are owed to him. So if you take your time thanking the people who have given, rather than being mad at the people who haven't given, it'll help you personally to not let bitterness come in or, or whatever. And so I would, when you collect people's information, I would send them something. If you want to do it by email and you, you email a gift card, you know, it doesn't have to be elaborate. You send somebody like a $5 Dunkin' Donuts online gift card to their email as a way of saying thank you for giving. People appreciate it that you got them a cup of coffee. Most people have never had anybody give them anything, really. People just take from them. People steal from them. People, people don't pay them what they actually owe. Jesus recognized, you know, if you want to talk about the business secrets of Jesus, 
Jesus publicly recognized people who gave to him. So it's, it's, not, it's not some out of left field concept. It's not even a concept from Harvard Business School. Jesus displayed gratitude to people who took time to give to him and to give to his ministry. So you need, you need to do something to let people know that you're thankful. I would say that's why most young people on their broadcasts or in the ministry usually only have people give one time because anything you don't value, you lose. So when God speaks to somebody to give and to help you or somebody feels to help you and you don't value them, you lose them. Ministers can be the worst at that. You need to make sure if you're in the ministry that you don't do that. They know somebody has money, so they just take them for granted. You know, they let the guy take them out to eat every time they're, they're in town, use their vacation home because they said they could just take, take. Even if somebody said that you can have access to something, you always thank them and find ways to thank them. Adalis just went and got um, one, of the, one of the diamonds in her wedding ring fell out. You know, we've been married 17 years, so it came out of the setting. It was one of the little ones on the side, but not that little. So she took it to the jeweler downtown in Pittsburgh, and the guy gave her the diamond for free, installed it, and cleaned her ring. So if I was a normal Christian, I would just say, like, well, praise the Lord. You know, look, a favor ain't fair. But you know what? I appreciate that guy doing that. So I just sent him four 36 to 40 ounce tomahawk steaks from one of the best butchers in the nation in Bergen County, New Jersey. Because I know he likes steak, that jeweler. He's talked to me about it before. So he's got big tomahawk steaks coming. You know? Now is that worth as much as the diamond that he gave? Not even close. But you'll go far in life thanking people you, you know it makes you stand out that you don't take people for granted you don't take their money for granted if somebody gives me a thousand dollars on the on the broadcast that's the tithe off of ten thousand dollars so if i saved ten percent of everything that i earned how long would it take me to earn ten thousand dollars to save that thousand so you think of it like that that person, people don't just have money for no reason. They worked hard, they're gifted at something, they spent time on it, and now they're, they're breaking off a, a substantial amount of that and giving it to you because they believe in you or because they like you. Don't take that for granted. So you need to have a thank you system. You can thank people at different levels, but you should thank everybody. And you wanna know something? That's one of, uh, thank you, Maria. Love you, appreciate it. That's, that's one of the things that'll separate you from the pack. And the, and you, and the other thing I was gonna say is, um, that's one of the good things about just starting out. Because you look at all the disadvantages of just starting out. Man, I don't have staff, I don't know. Yeah, but you know what? The fact that you're only gonna have six people give to you when you're starting out, like say, let's say the first month you have six different people give, 
Well, guess what? You can write out six different thank you cards and mail them. Or you can't do that when you have, you know, 1,600 monthly givers. Now, then you got to start getting the system organized. But in the beginning, pe- people, you know, don't try to be a corporation when you're not. People actually will enjoy that they have personal contact with you when you're just starting out. You don't have to send them out like some thing on letterhead. I'm telling you, you know, if you followed me, you, you know I do everything like the wrong way. And by the wrong way, I mean differently than how almost everybody does it. I'll send people a thank you, and I don't do it on corporate letterhead. I'll just write it with like a Sharpie on something and write something funny. And what do you think, what do you think somebody appreciates more, knowing that I hand wrote them something that's short on a letter or getting like a really professional, cool, cool watermark, nice stationery with a, with a professional headshot? You know, everybody does that. Everybody gets form letters and stuff and, and fancy letterhead. You actually can stand out in a way by being more informal and, and having it come more from the heart. You know, me writing like, like uh, Janice. Janice is on, like I know her. It's like, like if I just wrote her something, Janice, thank you for being such a great friend to our ministry. I look forward to seeing you the next time I'm in Jacksonville. Don't you think she would enjoy that more than precious friend and partner? The Lord said in Luke, th- Luke chapter 6, you know, and it's just like everybody's getting that letter. Now, obviously, that's better than nothing. But don't. there's actually advantages to starting small, starting where you're at. In, in the beginning, you, can, you won't be able to do it forever as it grows. But you, you can have personal contact with people, and that's a rarity. Show gratitude. Now, before we move off of number six and go straight to the last one, number seven, As soon as you can, produce something yourself to give people as a thank you for giving. In line with what you do. So you're giving real estate tips, write a book. Okay, whatever whatever you're doing a broadcast on. You wanna know how to produce your first book or ebook? Just write, what do I feel are the seven most important things about that subject? What are seven things I think people need to know about raising a child? What are seven things I think people need to know about home decoration? What are seven things I think people need to know about purchasing their first home? And produce that as a, as a mini, as like a, an ebook. Feature it and let people know if they enjoyed your podcast, your teaching, that you have that and you're gonna send one to the first uh, 10 people who give is a way of saying thank you, or you're gonna send one to everybody that gives as a way of saying thank you. If you can't get it published formally, then, then get it as, as like a, 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 an e-document that you email to people. But as soon as you can, produce something uniquely that you made. Thanks, Maloko. Appreciate the kind words. Produce something whatever you're teaching about or doing your broadcasting on, produce a book on it. It doesn't have to be long. The seven most important things you should know about blank. And then if people enjoyed your broadcast, they're gonna wanna know 
what you had to write about it. And then you make that you can make that available for um for everybody that gives that that'll trigger giving. So you have a setup. You know, give some thought into the monetization of your broadcast. Don't just do it sloppy at the end, you know, where you're all done. And then, um, listen, um, you know, I don't, I don't want this to sound like it's all about money or anything, but, you know, if you, if you feel to help, if it's sloppy like that, you know, put preparation into, into the giving part, just like you do preparation into the other parts. Because the, the, the money is the difference between you being able to do it full time or you being able to do it part time. And there's nothing better in life than getting to do the thing that you love the most full time. And that's why you should be broadcasting in the first place. You should be broadcasting. You're welcome, Katrina. You, you should be broadcasting because there's something you're passionate about that you're, you want to get out to people. You know, part of the reason I do check the news is it, it irritates me that your average Christian, wow, $1,000. Appreciate that, Katerina. Love you very much. That blows me away. Um, thank you. Part of the reason I did check the news was I was tired of having seeing that Christians have the exact same opinions um, on, on current events that atheists have. You know? Because they're shaping, their thinking was shaped by the world. So I wanted to do something to show you how, how you should view things that are going on in the world in light of Scripture. That's a passion. You know, that's what your broadcast should stem out of your passion. You do, you do interior design broadcast, it really irritates you to see people's homes on the inside that look like crap, that somebody owns a beautiful home and the inside they don't know what to do with it and it's garbage. You want to help them. Whatever. Produce something yourself and give it as a thank you. And then number seven, this is the least interesting of the seven things. You're welcome, Karen. Um... Number seven, organization. This is the least interesting thing, but it is probably the most important. Set up what you're going to do like you really believe it's going to take off, right? And once everything takes off, what's the first thing the government is going to take a look at? Your money. So when you're pulling in $8,700 a year off your broadcast, nobody gives a crap. You can be sloppy. You can keep bad records. You cannot report your income. No one's going to come after you because it's not the government's. It's not worth the government's time to audit you, because even if they found all your mistakes, the little bit of money they're going to get makes it not worthwhile. Plug my phone in. Um, but what, let's say everything takes off, and you write a book that's on like the top ten in Amazon. And you're, you're taking in a couple million dollars a year and your finances are sloppy. Um, you're going to get in trouble. Now, obviously, if you have a nonprofit, you really need to be organized because you can go to jail easy. But don't cut corners. You know, I, I honestly believe the reason some people stay small is because God keeps them small for their own good. 
because the way they run their their ministry or their business, if they ever became a multi-million dollar business and got on the radar of the government, they would go to jail for a long time. There's income that's not reported, income that's misreported. So if you do that on a small scale, it's no big deal. If you do it on a big scale, you're gonna go to jail and, and you're gonna lose everything. You're gonna have people sue you and stuff. So organize, keep meticulous records. Buy whatever programs you need to buy for your laptop or your phone. Can I tell you something? When Adonis and I started off, we didn't even have enough money for a laptop. We used an iPhone, like the original iPhone, for all of our accounting, everything. Just a phone, we had one, not two. Start where you're at. You don't grow big. Write this down. This will be the last thing I, I tell you. You don't grow big to manage well. You manage well to grow big. How you manage what you have now determines how much increase God gives you. You don't say, you don't say, talk like stupid people. Say, One day, you know, I see Kenneth Copeland. That must be nice. One day when I have money like that, I'll do that too. That's not how it works. You manage well now, like Joseph, managed well as a slave, managed well as a prisoner, and then it, it, it brought him his promotion. Keep meticulous records. Thank you, Minerva. Keep records like you know that one day the government's gonna come after your money. And, and come after your organization and try to remember before they threw Daniel in the lion's den and passed the law about praying before they did that they the Bible says they came after him they tried every other way to come after him and couldn't find any fault with him so integrity you don't grow big to manage well you manage well to grow big he that's faithful with small things in small things I will make him ruler over much remember that I'm gonna do today of course, uh, Katerina beat everybody to the punch, but obviously everybody's free to listen to this for free. But for those of you that are watching who are born again and you want to give something in faith for, for God, you know, a harvest can come a lot of different ways. Not just the money being multiplied back to you, but God can give you open doors and favor, favor with people like Jesus had favor with God and man. So I've been challenging people this week, if you're believing to begin a broadcast or for the broadcast you've begun to grow, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 8, what you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. Knowing this, that whatsoever good any man doeth, the same shall he also receive from the Lord, whether he be bond or free. What you make happen for others, God makes happen for you. So I'm gonna give you the opportunity to sow with that in mind. As I take what I have and give it into soil where I'm looking to go, I'm going to believe for God to open doors and increase my viewership. I'm going to do this in faith. You, you make money moves with your faith wrapped around it, and it produces in a multitude of ways. And then I'm going to pray for you. Uh, once you give, those of you that are interested, I'm going to pray that God begins to open doors, that the last six months or the next six months will be 
will just take all the frustration out of your broadcasting. Everyone that gives is a way of saying thank you. I'm gonna send you my book, Financial Overflow. You're welcome, Stephanie, glad I helped you. I'm gonna send you my book, Financial Overflow, 10 Bible Principles to Unlock Heaven's Unending Supply. So that'll deal more with the money end. I'll send that to you and then I'm gonna get this made into a, a book and everybody that gives during this week, I'm gonna send you a copy of the book. So you can do a hashtag donate on Facebook, like you've seen people do already. If you're on YouTube or Periscope, or if you're on here and you uh, wanna give another way, you can go to revivaltoday.com and click give now. Thank you, Stephanie. Cash app, dollar sign RT give. Dollar sign RT give. RT for Revival Today, dollar sign RT give. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Cindy. I'll give you, give you some time to give. I'll tell you another thing while people are giving before I pray. Give people time to give. Number one, remember you're on a delay. Thank you, Priscilla. Remember you're on a delay. Love you more. So like, you know, the first time you start doing this, you say, if you'd like to give, and then like 20 seconds go by and no one has given, you gotta remember they haven't even heard you say it on their end yet. So just chill, relax, don't get real nervous. Nobody likes giving to somebody that seems like they're on methamphetamine. So don't panic when you give people an opportunity to give. Relax, give people time to fill out whatever they need to fill out. The, the more comfortable you are, the more comfortable people will be, the more nervous you are. And, you know, don't feel like you're putting a burden on people to give. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to receive. The blessing stays with the giver. <laughs> you like that, Darren? So I'll give you one more minute and then I'll pray for everybody who, who gives. All of the giving information is on revivaltoday.com. Give now. Please, however you give, take the second step and go to revivaltoday.com. Claim your offer. That way, if you gave in a way that doesn't collect your data, or your, I shouldn't say data, your, your name and address, that'll make sure we're still able to give you the thank you gift. And these are two pretty good thank you gifts. My, the first book I wrote, and then what'll be the, the newest book I write when it comes out. Thank you, Deborah. That's right, Darren, you nailed it. I think they let you fill out the amount, Glenn, when you click on the link. Thanks for watching. Uh, tomorrow, maybe I'll take more questions tomorrow, but tomorrow I'm gonna, I'm gonna tie up all the loose ends. It'll be like final thoughts. Let me pray for you. Let's see how long I've been on. Almost an hour. Father, I thank you for everybody who watched and who listened. I pray as they apply these principles that you would help them. Take all the frustration away from what they feel to do and let it, let it be rewarding. Let them enjoy the fruit of their labor. 
Give them impact. In Jesus' name. Amen. I'll take one question. It's a dollar sign RT give, Andrea, if you want to give on Cash App. If you want to give on here, then it's hashtag donate. Hey, Tony. Tony Oaks. Nice lady. Um, if you have a question, just put your hand up, an emoji hand up, and I'll, uh, I'll bring you on. I'm not going to answer any questions from the comments. You have to... Um, If, if you uh, if you put an emoji hand up, I'll bring you on video-wise. Just make sure you're like, you have the thing on, on on your end that I can, you know, you can, Facebook can access your video and, and your audio and all that. But if you want to ask a question, you got to do it on video. So put a hand up, or come, put the request in to come on. There's Darren. Let me try it, Darren. question you hear? I can hear you. what's um what is some of your favorite do you listen to podcasts I guess would be a question and what are some of your favorite ones um good question I'll, I'll answer you on the other end uh I do listen to, to broadcasts but I'm not going to tell anybody which ones they are because there's a lot of the language isn't the best, and it would sound like I'm endorsing it, which I'm not necessarily. I listen to one that makes me laugh. I listen to one that gives me good information, and I started listening to a third one that's just entertaining. One last question. Let's go to Tucker. Did you drink my coffee? Oh, my God. Well, come on, how many times do you leave a coffee and it gets thuds or thuds or good? A lot. Hey, man, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good, where are you at? I'm actually in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. I know there. Good to see you. <laughs> and um, just wondering, do you have to um, do a nonprofit while you're starting up like that? I know you said that if you're small, um, they're not going to care about that in the beginning, but... Um, should you start off by having that in, in place, in order? Well, you know, I started with, with no nonprofit status. I couldn't even afford the, like, $750 fee to apply for it. So the, the benefit of it being a nonprofit, if you are a non, if you're going to be a ministry or some type of charitable service, is that it allows, number one, you can operate as a tax-exempt entity, and then number two, anybody that gives to you in the United States can 
can deduct that from their income and pay less taxes, which is of interest to a lot of people. So if you can do it, do it. But I want to, I would start where I'm at, you know, and I would just tell people if you, it, it, uh, we are not a 503. So this is not, there, there won't be any, uh, any receipt for your giving or anything like that. Have that written somewhere. But I, I don't, just right. like there's people who care about it. There's also people who don't care about it. It's like me. I, I give I give money to ministers personally a lot because I care about them. Maybe because I was a preacher's kid, you know. I I care about like them getting to go on vacation and take care of their kids. So like for me, I don't I don't give a crap about the tax exempt. So there there's people. It's like the guys that give to the comedians that I watch and stuff. They're not tax exempt. People just give to to bless them. So I would just start, and then. And then as you go along, if you are running a charity or a ministry, then I would get my paperwork filed and, and get it going. But I would just always just start, start where you're at and let the other stuff fall into place. You know, you just don't want to just don't defraud anybody and, and make it like you are right. a charity if you're not, which I know you won't do. As long as you don't do that, you're fine. Awesome. Thank you very much. Really appreciate you guys. Thanks for watching. Love you, man. Love you, too. All right. Andrea, you're so close. It's hashtag donate. Just do hashtag donate. You're, you're so close. You'll get it. Where, where are you watching from, Andrea? I don't think I've seen you on here before. All right. One of the days we'll have, we'll have the same. We'll have a, a whole day of question and answer. But for now, I'm heading up to Tampa to preach. Hope you enjoyed today. Love you so much. And uh, once you get started and everything, let me know how your broadcast is doing with the growing viewership and money coming in and stuff like that. You'll do great. Uh, Cynthia said, how do you know if an organization is a nonprofit? Nonprofit, Live Oak, Florida. Nonprofit is um, that the, the goal of the entity is not to make a profit. It's not that it doesn't make a profit. Anything that doesn't make a profit would just fold. Thank you, Tucker. Um, but your purpose is, so you feed the hungry, you provide after-school care for kids, you run summer camps for kids, you provide, you're providing a service to help people. Your goal is not a money-making entity, a church, a ministry. All right, heading up the road. Love you. Have a great day. Hey, this is Jonathan Shuttlesworth. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, or if you're listening to my wife's. Thank you on her behalf. If you want to be more than just a casual listener and stand with us as we take the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to our generation, go to RevivalToday.com and click Give Now and be a part of the 1,000 monthly partners that we're believing for. I have a special gift that I'll send to you today, and I'll say thank you in advance. Until next time, thanks for listening. See you later.